0: there, you're listening to the My Sleeping Baby Podcast, which is all about baby and child sleep. I'm so excited to teach you how you can get your little one sleeping so that you can sleep too and enjoy parenthood to its fullest. I'm Eva Klein, your resident sleep expert, mom of three, founder of the Sleep Bible online coaching program, and lover of all things sleep and motherhood. If you're looking for tangible solutions for your little one's sleep woes, or you simply want to learn more, this podcast is for you. For more information, check out mysleepingbaby.com and you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at My Sleeping Baby. All right, so today's episode is going to be all about traveling and sleep, how to keep your baby, toddler, preschooler sleeping well while you are traveling. And I'm not going to lie, I am so excited to be able to record this episode because we are recording it is november 2021 when for the first time in over a year and a half traveling is becoming more mainstream um there has not been much traveling happening around here uh no thanks to covid so the fact that Recording this episode is actually applicable for where we're at right now, is just selfishly a little bit exciting for me. I'm especially excited to be interviewing Lou Childs, who is the CEO and founder of the Slumber Pod, which to me sounds like such a game changing product for families of little ones who want to be able to go away and be able to keep their little ones' sleep intact. So, before Before I chat with Lou, I want to give you all my top biggest tips for keeping your little one's sleep intact when traveling. So I just want to preface this by saying, you know, something really, really important when it comes to traveling. I think this is an especially important message for the fellow type A moms there like myself. You have to remember that when your little one is out of their sleep environment and in a new space, potentially in a new country, a new environment, a time change, potentially, all bets are off. We have to remember that it's not always realistic to expect the same kind of consistent, predictable sleep that you're able to get at home when you're taking your little one out of their environment and putting them somewhere completely differently. And so I think it's very important to have realistic expectations that what comes along with the beauty and enjoyment of traveling and family vacations and, you know, maybe visiting loved ones across the country is that sleep might go a little bit sideways. And I think it's important to go into your trip with the assumption that it's likely not going to be perfect. And that's okay. because remember, even if you're going away for, you know, a solid one or two weeks somewhere or even longer, potentially, you are going to come back home. And then as soon as you get back home, you'll be able to get your little one back onto their previous schedule. So, I would say that's tip number one is, you know, regardless of what your little one's sleep may or may not look like when you are traveling, make sure that as soon as you're home, if there was a time change, give your little one and yourself for that matter, a few minutes to adjust a few minutes, a few, it's going to take a little bit longer than a few minutes, a few days to adjust to being, you know, back on that normal time change, uh, in that normal time zone of yours and allow their bodies to adjust and then get them back on schedule as quickly as possible. You don't want any problems or any unwanted habits that may have been may have been picked up when you were away to continue being back at home. So nip that in the bud as quickly as you can. Now, that being said, there are absolutely things that you can do to maximize sleep as much as possible when you're away. Because I know as much as anyone that a vacation is not going to be so enjoyable if your little one is keeping you up all night long and then you are bloody exhausted during the day. So, The most important thing I can tell you in this department is do your best to keep your little one on schedule, meaning get them up around the time that they're usually up. Make sure that they're napping when they need to be napping and then make sure that they get to bed early enough. Because remember, if your little one's naps go out the window and they go to bed two hours later than they should be, you're going to have a very overtired baby on your hands. And everyone knows that overtiredness can cause every single sleep problem out there, right? It can cause difficulty falling asleep, night wakings, early rising, short, crummy naps, and then a cranky overtired baby. So here's the thing that a lot of people will hear this and go, oh my gosh, well, that's not going to be much of a vacation if I'm in my hotel room all day because my little one is napping. So look, when you're on vacation, naps on the go are okay. Right. It's not ideal. You don't want to be doing naps on the go for every single nap. Um, in the long run when you're at home, but your vacation is short, right? It's short, it's temporary. And of course you want to be able to, you know, enjoy your trip and presumably leave your hotel room or Airbnb. And so what I like to tell people is look, if you can maybe try doing the first nap of the day in the pack and play or crib, you know, wherever your little one is napping so that they at least get one good nap um, at home in a still environment. And then if your little one needs another nap or is napping three or even four times, it's going to depend on the age of your baby, right? Then allow those naps to happen on the go. What does that mean? A nap in the stroller, perhaps in the car, a baby carrier, do what works. Don't worry about creating unwanted habits that you're not going to want in the long run. Because remember, like, just as I said, when you get back home, you'll be able to get your little one back onto their routine um, within a few days. But when you're away The most important thing I would say is just make sure that your little one isn't skipping naps um, because you don't want them to get overtired. I would much rather them take a 75-minute nap in the stroller or in a baby carrier than not be napping at all. Another really important piece of advice for you is to try your best to recreate your little one's sleep environment as much as possible. So if your little one has a favorite sleep sack that they sleep in, bring that with. If they have a special lovey or comfort toy or blankie, bring that along. If they sleep with a white noise machine at home, which for the most part they should be, bring that white noise machine with you. Um, If your little one has a bedtime song that they listen to or a special story, that you usually read to them. Bring that with. This is important because it's going to add a huge amount of familiarity to this brand new space, which is going to help your little one adjust and transition to sleeping in this brand new environment. Because, you know, the white noise, the comfort toys, that's all from home. And it's going to feel so familiar and make them feel that much more comfortable with where they're now sleeping. And if you know that you're going to be sleeping at your mom's or your mother-in-law's that who presumably doesn't have blackout blinds for you, then just order that uh, blackout shade that you can get off of Amazon. If you just search travel blackout blind, they sell this fantastic product that literally sticks to the window through suction cups. And you can bring that along with you so that your little one can nap just fine when they are sleeping in a room that would otherwise be brightly lit. And then at the same time, make sure that whatever bedtime routine you do for your little one at home, take that routine with you. Don't omit it just because you're now not at home. Continue with that bedtime routine. You know, the bath, the bedtime stories, the bedtime songs. It once again is going to add that important sense of familiarity and security and comfort for your little one so that they'll be able to go to sleep more easily, even though they're not at home. And then lastly, if you're traveling somewhere that has a time change and you're going away for more than, I guess, two or three three days, which you likely are, do your best to get your little one on local time as quickly as you can, because the quicker you get them onto that time, it's going to be a lot easier for you. So light exposure to natural light specifically is your best friend. So if it is 8 a.m. local time, but your little one thinks that it is, you know, 5 a.m. because maybe it was 5 a.m. where you live, then you want to get them exposed to lots of natural light during the day so that their, their body is basically sent a very clear message that it is now time to wake up and it's not time to go to sleep. So when it is daytime local time, try and take them outside and get them exposed to as much natural light as you can. All right. So those are all my main travel tips from you. And now I am so excited to bring on Lou Childs of The Slumber Pod. So enjoy everyone. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lou, for being here. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do?
1: Oh, thank you for having us, Eva. Um, my name is Lou Childs, and I'm the co founder of Slumber Pod. Um, Slumber Pod, for those of you who might not know, is a blackout privacy pod for little ones, babies, and toddlers. So it goes over whatever approved sleep place you you have chosen for your child. It is great for on the go in hotel rooms or anytime that your little one is sharing a room with someone. It keeps them in their own little dark cocoon and they can sleep peacefully and you can keep the lights on. So um, my daughter and I invented slumber pod because she actually came to my house for the holidays with her little one for the first time And they had to share a room. I've got six children, Eva. (laughs) And so the house was packed. She's my oldest. And three nights in a row, their little Margot would wake up in the middle of the night and see them across the room and cry and think it was time to get up and woke other people in the house up. And they left early. They were sleep deprived, crabby, no fun to be around. And so they went home. Mm-hmm. And I called her and I said, you know, we've, we've got to figure this out because number one, I want you to be able to come home with your baby and spend several nights at my house. And number two, we can't be the only ones on this planet with this problem. Right. Right. So You're we got serious. Not. We got serious about inventing Slumberpod together. And, um, we, we launched the product. A little over three years ago.
0: Yes, yes. And it sounds like an absolute game changer because, um, you know, I've been in this business as a sleep consultant now for um, over seven years. And I can tell you that for, you know, I guess the first four years of that um, before your product was even around. um People would ask me all the time, what do I do when I'm going to, you know, my mom's house for the holidays or, you know, my mother-in-law for, you know, Thanksgiving or over the summer and we all have to sleep in the same room. And before your product came out, my answer was always, oh gosh, well, that's really sucky (laughs) because, you know, at a certain point, it's one thing if you have a little baby, right? You know, a two, three, four month old, then it's usually okay. But then when they get to that, even, you know, six, seven, eight month age range, especially where they can sit up on their own, they can stand up on their own and they know that you are right there, They're aware. No, they don't know what to do with themselves because your presence is so inherently distracting. That's what can cause so many problems that night, right? Where a baby is just up and doesn't know what to do with themselves. And if you're stuck in one room, it's not like you can go escape somewhere, you know, especially if you're in a one bedroom hotel, I guess you can go hide in the bathroom, (laughs) be out of sight, out of mind, but that's not exactly a long term solution. and so. I would often tell people, you know, gosh, can you, can you put the pack and play? Like, is there a walk-in closet somewhere? Is there an extra bathroom that you can put it in? And sometimes there were those options, you know, depending on the the home and the setup, um, there might have been an extra bedroom that they can squeeze in. Oh, my dad has an office, but I can put a pack and play in the office and he'll give up his office for a few days and, and you work something out. But then as you said, you have six kids, right? Presumably, unless you have like a 12 bedroom house, which most people don't, then and it's I a lot either. easier. <laughs> no, it's a lot easier said than done than to find a a spare bedroom for every single child or grandchild Mm. in this situation to sleep in especially if you're if each of your six kids is coming or or let's say even half let's even three of your six kids are coming to visit you and they're all coming with let's say two of their own kids that's a lot of bedrooms that theoretically somebody would need that's just not possible so um so you realize, okay, there's clearly a need for something like this. So what happened next? So you decided, you, you see that there is a problem. How did you go, you know, from point A, realizing, okay, there is a need in the market, there's nothing like this, to yeah. point B, I guess, like coming up with like the design and all the features that make yeah. the Thumber pod what it is? It's a great question. So when we started with this
1: idea, like you said, there was nothing on the market there was yeah. nothing mm-hmm. so when we were going through the creation of slumber pod snooze shade which is one of our competitors and i really love the owner of the founder of, of Snoo shade she she is wonderful to be a partner with because we are different yes we solve the same problem but we're different and and we get along which is mm-hmm. fantastic but they weren't even on the market yet. She's in the UK. They sold in the UK. We didn't even find them until after we were in development. And then they started selling on Amazon. So there was really no product for us to choose from. So that's why we started thinking about, okay, what are the features that we want? We knew we wanted that visual barrier between the bed and whoever else was in the room, whether Mm -hmm. it's another sibling or parents or, or just light in general. Yeah. So we also wanted to make sure that it could grow with the child and be used for several years. Mm -hmm. So we came up with this standalone structure that you can put over any approved sleep space. Mm-hmm. So it fits on a over a mini crib or a toddler cot or an inflatable mattress. Um, so you can use it. We we suggest you use it. Start using it at about four months when you said children start, a little ones start getting more aware mm-hmm. of their surroundings from four months to five years. And there there are not many baby products that you can say you can use them that for that long. No. no. Um, so longevity of use was important to us as and as well as the standalone safety feature. So mm-hmm. slumber pod does not attach in any way to anything. So um, it is there's no entrapment issues. Um, they can't, you know, if they crawled out of their play yard, they can easily climb out, which mm-hmm. some parents want. <laughs> their and to be, um, <laughs> you know to be kept inside the play yard but that's not the purpose of slumber pod yeah and yeah. we want to be more than safe so right. all of these things we had this checklist of the features that we wanted it to have as well as the safety aspects that we wanted it to have and we landed with this design Mm-hmm. So um it, it took a while it took about 2 years of development to to find the right design and then find our our sweet sauce really is the fabric. Yeah. It is um it is not 100% blackout and I want to make everybody clear on that. And the reason why is that would not be breathable. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a beautiful combination of very, very, very dark, probably the darkest fabric of any of of the solutions that are out there for little ones, as well as being breathable. Mm -hmm. So um, we went beyond what was required for safety testing, and we had CO2 rebreathing tests done, and we got the highest grade that you can get. So we, we feel really, really confident about this product. In fact, all of my grandchildren and um, and some other family members used it as beta testers, and you know I wanted it to be ultra tested and safe before using it on my own family members. So um, I just want your listeners to know that we're not some big company that is manufacturing something because there's a need and not paying attention to safety. It is yeah. very, very important to us.
0: Yeah, no, no. And I I love that feature about the product. So, you know, in terms of like what it looks like, so it basically looks like this cute little tent that fits over um, a pack and play, a mini crib or a toddler bed you said, right?
1: Yes, um, and it is bottomless, so it can pop up off, but it has features like a zippered uh, wind door is what we call it. It's a it's a window and an opening that you can put your child in and out, so you don't have to pop it off every time. Right. Um, it also has a pouch for a monitor, so it's accessible from the outside, so there are no cords inside of Slumber Pod at all, but you can keep your eyes on your baby, even when it's all closed up because the monitor
0: pouch, um, is compatible with most of the popular brands. Oh, that's so smart. That's Mm -hmm. so unbelievably smart. And I tell you, I love this because, um, when, when families would ask me, you know, what, what do I do about my little one sleep? We're going to be staying in a hotel, you know, in a standard, you know, one bedroom hotel room. And I felt, and I feel so guilty often telling people, "Well, can you upgrade to a suite?" Because I know that that's another way of saying um, you're going to have to increase your travel budget, you know. And depending on the city that you're visiting, if you're going to New York City, <laughs> then going from you know a one bedroom a, a one bedroom hotel, which is probably going to be an arm and a leg to begin with, and upgrading to a suite in the name of keeping your little one sleep intact is a lot of money. And and I hated. I hated how it felt to tell people, well, this is an option that you can toy with. And so knowing that you don't have to do that if you don't want to, um, if you would rather, you know, for budgetary reasons or you're staying at your mom's where there isn't an extra bedroom and it just makes life so much easier to be able to stay in that one room but have your little one in something like a slumber pod, I think to me just removes such a huge source of stress for families who may have who especially when they've just worked with me or you know they've completed my sleep Bible program they just got their little ones sleeping like champs and then they're going away they don't want that going down the toilet they're going oh I no, don't
1: no it's especially- you know yeah. um to your point about
0: getting a suite
1: Sometimes that doesn't even work for little ones because they wake up and they realize that they're in an unfamiliar place. So waking up inside of slumber pod is pretty much just darkness, right? So they get used to that and you can take that familiar cocoon with you wherever you go. Yeah. And so they're always in a familiar environment. No, that's so true. Yeah, it is. So also, you don't know what the environment is going to be like. OK, so you do have an extra bedroom for a baby mm. to sleep in. Does it have blackout curtains? Right. Is are there noises or, or lights or whatever that are going to disturb your little one? The mm-hmm. great thing about slumber pod is you can keep on living in the room. Yeah, we, we have p- people send us photos all the time. And I, I would really love for people to join us on Instagram just to get a feel for what customers talk about and um, follow our stories. But all the time we get pictures of people having a romantic dinner in their hotel room, raising their glass of wine and slumber pods in the background.
0: Yeah. So they
1: they can continue to live and not have to slither around in the dark once their baby's not uh bedtime comes. So we we have had customers say game changer, lifesaver, marriage saver, Mm -hmm. um, just
0: for a few of those adjectives. No, Um, it really is, especially for those families who travel a lot, you know. There, I've I've worked with families who Literally, they, they tell me they're like, Eva, we're not at home for at least a quarter of the year. Um, You know what I, and again, this is, this is like a before, before COVID, but you know what now, now where we're at right now, a lot of those families have gotten back to, you know, our normal, regular um, traveling where they might have family all over the country. What's that? (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Yes, I know. Isn't that, it's amazing, right? And so they might have family that they're seeing all over the country. They might just be especially adventurous and just want traveling and seeing the world to be part of um, the life that they give their kids. And, but the key is to enjoy that, right? And we know that it's hard to enjoy even the most enjoyable aspects of life when you're sleep deprived, when your Dad little one so is waking you up really. all night it, long. Yeah. And so nothing and it, more miserable than that. No, no. And it sucks to have to choose between continuing to get amazing sleep versus seeing the world or or at a minimum seeing family that might not be local. And and I see something like this as a tool that can really help families see each other, you know, connect and go away and see the world and be able to continue and be able to enjoy it because it means that they're able to continuously be sleeping like champs throughout the night. So this is as a sleep consultant and, you know, and as a parent myself, I think that this, this tool is so unbelievably exciting because it does, it completely changes the game with what sleep and traveling can look like for families. So um, if people want to learn more about your product, um, where, where can they find you and, and follow you?
1: Well, of course, we would love for them to purchase Slumber Pod and get to know Slumber Pod on our website, but we do have other retailers as well. Um, our website address is slumberpod, all one word, dot com or .ca
0: for those in Canada. Yes. Um,
1: And I've got a coupon
0: code for everyone. Yes. A code. So if you use the coupon code, I'm going to write it out in the show notes, but the coupon code is MYSLEEPINGBABY20 all in caps. Um, If you use that code, then you will get a $20 discount on your purchase of the Slumber Pod. So I will link that all for you in the show notes. Um, And then you're also on Instagram, you said as well, right? Yes. Instagram is our main social site. Um, So we'd love for
1: you to follow us there. And we share stories and tips and blog posts about a lot of different things that our audience is interested in way beyond just sleep. Mm-hmm. Um So yeah, follow us, read our blog uh, on the U S site and get to know us. We're Amazing. a fun group.
0: Yes. Yeah. I can, I can, I can get that vibe for sure. And I like <laughs> it. Amazing. All right, guys, thank you so much Lou for Coming on today. Thank you everyone for listening and uh, have a wonderful day. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend who can benefit from it. I also love hearing from my listeners, so feel free to DM me on Instagram at MySleepingBaby or send me an email at Eva at MySleepingBaby.com. Until next time, have a wonderful, restful night.